What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And we're coming at you with the worst nutrition mistakes we see people making, and there's a good chance you're making quite a few of these. And this episode may just completely change your nutrition journey because you take out these mistakes, it's going to be a lot easier to stay fit, healthy, and happy. So what's number one, Kyle? I'd say number one and the most common one is just honestly restrictive diets. And you hear it from a lot of different conversations, especially us being in the industry. Hey, I'm trying this thing that's just very, very challenging. Most people want to do the most extreme things because that's what they think is going to give them the most extreme benefits. But oftentimes they can't stick to it more than a couple days or at least a weekend max. And this is something very often, whether it's for some people keto, for some people fasting, like there's a lot of different things out there. There's a military diet, like there's hundreds of different fat diets. But I'd say just people who do this crazy restrictive of these things that they can't stick to is such a common mistake. So my fix here, my tip here is follow something that you can consistently do it should be challenging but it shouldn't be something that you you can't follow if you can't follow this for more than a few months it's probably not the right diet for you i'd say even a few years but that's another story for another day but restrictive diets most common mistake avoid these and you will honestly get better success long term incredibly well said it's just that that mindset of doing something temporarily for a long-term solution like being in shape and losing weight is a long-term problem. It's not something you can just do and be done with forever. It's that like getting a degree or something. Like once you have it, you have it. But unfortunately, you can lose that weight, come out of those habits, and then just revert right back. And that can be almost worse than doing nothing. So it's really important you go at it from a healthy, sustainable way. And that's like why at the epicenter of our coaching is sustainability. Because we believe if it's something you can't do for the rest of your life, it's not realistic. Of course, we can have chapters where we dive in, we do a little bit harder, we're a little bit more strict, but ultimately those fundamental principles should be fundamentally sound so that you can see long-term lasting success. And the best way we believe to do that is being flexible with your dieting, using things like 80-20 rule, adjusting those ratios as you advance forward, tracking your food, understanding nutrition, how it works, utilizing high protein diets, being at a healthy amount of calories. Doing these things will give you the freedom and the ability to have success long-term. So that's something I want to add on there. And number two, one of the biggest mistakes I see people doing is skipping meals. So the problem with skipping meals is it leads to a lot of variables. So if you're someone who you have a good breakfast, then you skip lunch because you've been doing a ton of work, you might think, oh, it's not a big deal, I'm having less food. And in theory, it's not a big deal, but it's how things snowball. Because dinner comes, all of a sudden you are gonna be ravenous. You're gonna be so hungry, you're gonna be more irritable, you're gonna be more susceptible, and that willpower is gonna go down. Then when you're driving home and you drive by McDonald's, you're like, oh, maybe I'll just get this. What the heck? Because you're at that point. And this can be a tool you can use. Like sometimes I'll maybe have a really light lunch or have a little bit less so I can enjoy more food later. Some people will fast so they can have a really big special meal. Like these principles can be fine when they're done in a healthy and reasonable way, but just the habit of missing meals really causes your hunger signaling and your body and your energy to be very erratic. And we want this to be as consistent and stable as possible. And that's why really evaluating what the best eating windows are for us is gonna put you in the best position because you're gonna have regulated blood glucose, you're gonna have regulated energy, you're gonna have regulated just pretty much anything, even like satiety, because like I said, when you're really hungry, it can be hard to focus, cause some weird decisions, but if you're someone who does like intermittent fasting, you don't have a breakfast, that's not inherently bad, as long as it's something you can do, we'll stick into the parameters for nutrition that you know will yield you success. 
Awesome. Very well said. And number three common mistake is just not taking the time, the extra minute or extra few seconds to read food labels. That's the first thing I do when I'm grocery shopping, when I'm looking for something, I'm like, what's actually in this thing? And I think a lot of times, and this is a small little random extra point is that you'll see these labels like for something that's says high protein. Is it actually high protein? Something that says no sugar. Okay, what's actually in there instead of the sugar? Let's take a look at this. Something that says no fat. Are you sure about that? There's a lot of different things that people spend lots of money to make these, the first thing that you see look incredible. I've seen so many things saying high protein, four grams of protein, like really? So usually what I'm looking at, I turn around the package, whatever it is, I'll look at the actual calories, of course. Even another thing is like, what's the serving like? Because there's some things that say 90 calories, but then there's 17 servings or whatever. And you know that in that bag of chips, you're probably gonna have that whole thing. That's another story for another day. So it's something to consider, but also what are the macros? What's the protein like? Even just the actual ingredient list can give you a lot of great info because there's some things that have a million ingredients, you've never heard of it, and you may wanna stay away from that. So just taking that time, reading the label, seeing what's going on and spending those extra few seconds. One thing I will say is that the more that you get used to it, the easier it gets. And now I can turn it around and be like, okay, cool got it, put in the cart or not put in the cart and you're good to go. So take that extra few seconds. It'll go such a long way. Yeah. Dig in there, really learn the makes of what you're eating because you also realize, wow, this food I really enjoy is actually a great fiber source. And then if you're looking at macronutrients, you're like, my fiber is insanely low and you jack that up. Naturally in your head, you already know that piece of the puzzle that's missing that you can go ahead and have to jack that up. Same with protein. When you look at things, you could say, wow, this is actually insanely high in protein. It's delicious. I'm going to eat more of this. You could say, wow, this food I thought was super good for me actually isn't that good. It's filled with all these things that I don't want in my diet or it's super processed or there's trans fats or anything along those lines and you can know to avoid it. And it never hurts just to review things a few different times because you can have memories. You can think it's good. Perfect example is Greek yogurt. We always say we love Greek yogurt. I've been having it every day for breakfast it's absolutely phenomenal but there's a lot of subtypes of greek yogurt so some of them will be pretty similar in protein and carbs with little to no fat that'd be a pretty good quality high protein greek yogurt whereas some of them will be enhanced and jacked up with a lot of extra flavoring and sugars and they may actually only be like let's say eight protein, 30 carb, 10 fat. And you can right away see that's an entirely different makeup than the first one I mentioned. And that's where it's really, really important. You do read those labels, you understand what you're eating because you'll be able to identify what actually is good for your services. And you can also come up with little tips and tricks. For me, when I'm buying like, processed meats like i'm not a big fan of like chicken nuggets and stuff but when you're in a pinch it's not the end of the world they can be really good to have but a good rule of thumb i've always loved my buddy mentioned to me it stuck with me is always look for ones that have more protein than fat if there's more fat than protein it's probably just something you'd like to avoid in general not that fat's inherently bad and maybe there are situations where you have a ton of fat and you can do it but usually when things have more protein than fat you'll know it's a higher grade source of that meat and you're going to get more utility from it and it's probably going to be a little bit of a cleaner portioning of that food, if that makes sense. And that goes perfectly into number four, which is to avoid eating too many processed foods. So we said 80-20, I eat processed foods. Processed foods aren't the problem. They're not going to kill you. You could lose a ton of weight, look absolutely fantastic on processed foods in terms of composition. What really matters is intake, outtake, and macronutrient structure. So how much protein you're having is probably the biggest thing second to the calories that plays into that. 
But the problem with processed foods is they're lower quality foods. So oftentimes they're gonna be filled with more sugar, more salt, and just more preservatives in general. And because of that, it can dilute the quality of the food, leave you feeling more hungry, less satisfied. You can sometimes see more breakout in your skin. You can really bloat up from the salt. Like there can just be more negatives that come alongside that where when you're having whole healthy sources of food, you're not gonna get a lot of those trade-offs. And that's where you wanna use processed foods sparingly. Not that there's anything wrong with them and like I said in a pinch I have people over watching sports I'll put in a bunch of chicken fingers and I'm like the greatest thing on the earth because everyone's so happy it's pretty tasty it takes me two seconds that's totally fine but I'm not having that as my core thing instead I'd rather like air fry a chicken breast and really get a better quality of that but that's where you need to use things intelligently because also another issue with processed foods, if you will, is you're going to get less micronutrients. So you're going to get less vitamins and minerals that are going to support you in your journey. And if you're eating out often, so I guess you can add on with that, there's a lot more variability and it can be really hard to track portion sizes. For instance, we had Greek food for lunch. They're scooping in our rice. They're putting in the oil. We're not controlling that. And if you're trying to be in a deficit and be really accurate, you can actually be consuming an easy thousand, two thousand more calories than you think just from having processed foods. It can be very misleading and there can be a lot more variables to it. So it's not that processed foods are inherently bad, but you're going to have more control, more consistency in general. You're just going to feel better when you're eating good quality, healthy foods. And you might be saying, what is a healthy food? I believe most of us know this. It's things that are a little bit more natural. I don't love that word because there's things that are natural that aren't good for you as well. Um, but things that you just know that aren't going through a million different stages to keep them on a shelf for years and years on end. Awesome. That was so well said and kind of ties me into the next one, which is just the lack of veggies and fruits. And I want to give most people the benefit of the doubt, but the more and more I talk to, you know, just people around, I, I find that the, there's, there's such a lack of veggies and fruits, right? A lot of people will choose something that is cheaper, that is just easier to uh, not put together, but just like, I guess you could say tastier. Um, and it really depends, but I'd say veggies obviously aren't usually the greatest tasting depending on each one, but we're all, when we grow up, we're all told, Hey, eat the food groups, you know, have your veggies, have your fruits. And I think a lot of us kind of strayed away from that. And I remember there was a time in my life where I wasn't having as many of them. And I'm like, man, I just, I wasn't feeling as good veggies. Personally, one of the greatest things to fill you up, to add micronutrients. Josh was just talking about a lot of the processed foods that don't have many micronutrients, but these are the things that add so much value. And the one thing I will say is that a lot of times people have fruit and it's very easy to overeat it. Some people may not realize, but there are some things out there, especially if you just constantly having fruit every single time, um, it can add up calorie wise. So I think one of the greatest things is always keeping track of it and making sure to log this stuff as well, but it'll go such a long way. And my question for you is like, how many servings of veggies and fruits do you have a day? I think the number will probably blow us away. And it brings me to a stat that I recently came across where they said that the potatoes were the highest consumed American um, veggie, I guess you could say. And it's just pretty crazy because there's so many great things that are better for you that have more nutritional makeup who are le that are less calories, all this other stuff. And it's just, I think a lot of times, especially French fries, like so many people love it. And it's just something random that I want to share with you, but have your veggies, have your fruits. They offer so much nutritional value and it'll help you just be a healthier person overall.
Kyle knocked that one out of the park. Even for me, I just find vegetables are a thing where you should just have as much as you can. There isn't a lot of drawback there and you're just gonna feel really full. Even for me, like when I'm dieting, I just up the amount of veggies I have and it's like a cheat code because you can be literally almost stuffed but be at a deficit of calories and feel so full. And I always like that test too. And going into number six, which is overeating, is if you're actually hungry, would you just go eat like a bowl of broccoli or a bowl of carrots? Because if you're hungry, you would just want food and you would take what's there and if you're like, eh, not really, it's not worth the effort, you're probably not actually hungry, you're probably bored. And this is something I'm definitely guilty of is overeating unnecessarily because I love food. Any given day, like I could eat 7,000 calories, no problem. And some people might not understand how that is, but I like eating, I find I'm best around 2,800 to 3,000 calories. That's generally the range where I feel most optimal because once I start tipping that scale, maybe I can get away with 3,600 calories and only be four pounds heavier than I am, but I just find I feel a little more lethargic, a little more sluggish, and I don't really feel my best or optimate there. And it can be really heavy on your system too to have to digest so much food. And there's been all these different cycles and pushes of just needing to eat as much as you can, have your calories be as crazy high as you can. But there are a lot of drawbacks to that too. And when your calories are so high, oftentimes you'll fill a lot of those calories with more negative foods that can have their own ramifications on energy, skin quality, all these different things. I can go so many layers deeper. So a good thing too is to actually listen and learn hunger signaling of your body. To eat when you're hungry, to eat till you're about 80% full are the simplest and easiest ways I can tell you to solve this. And spend more time actually saying, am I hungry or am I bored? Or is it Every 3 p.m. I just want a snack. So you go and grab something. That may be a habit you want to break and actually analyze. I'm going to eat when I'm hungry to a level I'm hung, um, comfortable with. And I've said it before, if you're having a piece of cake, that first bite is going to taste the same as the next 80. Some people I know have a hard time controlling themselves. They'll get it. They'll just keep getting more and more cake till they're stuffed. They'll feel gross. They'll feel sick. And it'll be the cycle where it does them no good. And that makes it really hard to regulate their weight. And that's why we're not a fan of cheat meals either. You can do a lot of damage. You can stack on a lot of weight. You can really kind of mess up your system and your energy levels in one day or one crazy meal. And instead to learn to enjoy things reasonably, to chew a little bit slower, to get better quality food, it just, it goes such a long way. And you'll find the more you can regulate that and be realistic, the better. So even me eating like 28 to 3,000 calories, maybe there's a special event for me and I'll go upwards to that 35. But there's no need for me to be eating five, six, seven thousand calories. There's just that's just excessive and unnecessary. And I've done it. I've tried super bulks. I've been super heavy, and I just know I don't feel as good. And I know most people don't in general. So a good way to work against that once again is listen, eat when you're actually hungry, make sure you're hydrated, make sure you're having water before, and eat till you're about 80% full. Feeling good is everything. And honestly, all of these tips just will leave you feeling fantastic. And that's the biggest thing here. But last but not least, number seven is too many people focusing on the micro, not the macro. And no, I'm not talking about micronutrients versus macronutrients. I'm talking about the small things versus the big things. So many people out there will ask these questions about things that make such a small difference, but not have the bigger picture things nailed down. For example, someone, let's say, asking about meal frequency, but they're not hitting their protein intake. A lot of people asking about supplements, but they're not getting proper sleep, proper water, all these things that make a big difference. And it's so easy to focus on that thing that you think is just going to make such a big difference, but it's really not. And I find so many people waste their energy and they waste their time on it. And it's something that needs to be changed because yeah, supplements, for example, like I, I know hundreds, I know thousands of people out there just looking for that next quick fix, looking for that thing that they can just start taking. That's going to help them out. And, uh, the easier solution, but focus on the bigger picture, the 80% things, the macros, you know, everything that we've listed here and, uh, it'll make such a big difference on your journey. All right. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. If you want to learn how to lock 
walk in your nutrition and eat in a way that's going to last for you to have a fit, healthy, and just strong body for the rest of your life. We would love to work with you on that one-on-one to help you overcome that slump to get to the next level in your journey. You can check out our coaching, learn more, and apply down below the first link in the description. We'd be happy to help you out to take you that next level and to grow together. We thank you everyone for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If this helped you, please get it to other people. Share it to your Instagram story. Share it to your Facebook. Just if you could do that for us, make sure to tag us on Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. That would mean the world and that will help more people get this content. So thanks again for watching and we really appreciate every single one of you who helps us out there. Peace out.